0: Welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Sean Bach. He's a recruiting reporter over at Hawkeye Insider, the Iowa site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And we are continuing our look at some of these top 30 programs in the recruiting rankings nationally a few weeks into the college football season. Shock, how are we doing?
1: Good, Blair. Good. How are you doing today?
0: Doing well. It's it's been an interesting start for the hawk uh, for the Hawkeyes. Uh, a loss to Iowa State, but they are two and one as we head into the Rutgers week and and then looking ahead to the Michigan game, which should be a big one as well. How would you describe Iowa's recruiting efforts so far in this cycle? And and obviously they have a lot of uh, star power up at the top with Caden Proctor, the in-state five five star offensive tackle. Uh, but it seems like that staff ha- has put in some work heading into the tail end of the season?
1: Yeah, with Iowa, you know, it's going to be one of those things where every recruiting class starts in state. And with Iowa, the way that things have been trending over the last couple of years there, there's just been more talent in the state. And whether that be in the Iowa City area, Des Moines area, Um, You had Thomas Fedoni who ended up going to Nebraska out of Council Bluffs. There are just so many guys that seem to be coming up and, you know, really being recognized and being, you know, on the radar earlier in their careers. And Iowa has seven commits in this class. You mentioned with Caden Proctor out of Southeast Polk. Five-star offensive lineman guy that Iowa got over Alabama, Oregon, and a number of other programs. You have Alex Moda, who is a near four-star guy, a wide receiver from Marion, which is 30 minutes up the road. Ben Keeter, four-star linebacker, world champion wrestler out here in Iowa City High, who has really been you know, an impressive prospect. And go down the line, too, Maddox, Portian Johnson, a guy that Iowa evaluated early. Um, Aiden Hall, linebacker out of Harlan, which is really known to be a solid football program in the state. You have Zach Lutmer, who's more north, and David Calker out of uh, Des Moines North, a really high upside defensive end or defensive lineman, could be either one of those spots, but like I said, I mean, it just starts in state. Those are guys that Iowa really feels like they hit on and guys that they feel can be real helps in their program, those high floor type of guys. And obviously with Proctor, you could see that ceiling eventually being a potential first round pick in the NFL draft. But yeah, I mean, with 2023 in state, in state, the they've, Iowa's really been aided by these healthy in state classes and some of these really talented guys that maybe they didn't have in the 2017 or 2016 or 2015 recruiting classes so those in state those in state guys getting them early in the class is really important then building around Recruiting areas that they normally hit is also a really important important uh, yeah. key for them in this 2023 class.
0: Yeah, Sean, I think we often look at the message boards, and there are fans that wonder, oh, if we win this game, who's this going to allow us to to win, right, in the recruiting battles? Okay. Uh, if this if this recruit visited this game, is he now going to commit if if we beat Michigan or if we beat Ohio State or Wisconsin or wh- whoever it may be? But I think that is accurate. In, in a longer uh scope right in a in a greater uh sense of the word where you, if you're able to build momentum in a four or five year period it helps with the in-state recruits it, it helps you build some of the momentum and those players want to play for iowa they, they want to continue to build and 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 keep that program on the trajectory that they've been in uh obviously competing for top five spots nationally you know being in the conversation there for the big Ten championship there's been so many different layers for iowa that Now, I think even though there are some some concerns about what Iowa can do on the field, especially offensively, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit, I think the larger body of work, the resume
1: that they've already built, gives them a lot of staying power with a lot of recruits. Right, and I think some of the assistants that Iowa has hired in recent years have been really critical too. You look at Trevor Lauk, who is a high three star from Indianapolis. George Barnett, the offensive line coach, did a fantastic job with him. and Same goes with Leighton Jones as well, who's also down the road from Wow, Brownsburg, a center who they've compared to Tyler Linderbaum. He's been a guy that they really are really high on, and a number of others too. I mean, Zach Orwith, I mean LeVar Woods has been around for a while with Iowa, but he was really important there. And then obviously Phil Parker, who I think is probably top three, top four defensive coordinators in all of college football. He knows what he wants in a defensive back and even the defensive player too, but specifically defensive back. And he just goes after those guys. And you evaluate them once they get to their senior year, and it's like, okay, like I see what Phil is seeing with this and I mean the the track record speaks for itself and yeah like you mentioned I think more so obviously recruits and our fans are more worried about the individual game results but recruits see what was built up in the last couple years under Kirk Ferentz and you know the stability has really become important in college football in the last couple years and we saw it this offseason too with all the coaches leaving all the coaching changes with the carousel and it's rare I mean people recruits see that now with a program like Iowa where there is so much stability and i think a lot of people flock to that and iowa's really benefited from that in in the last couple cycles and this one especially
0: yeah 28th nationally 17 commitments uh right now for the iowa hawkeyes in the 2023 recruiting cycle it, it does seem like they have been building some momentum even in the 2024 class uh james razar a four-star quarterback from the state of florida announced his commitment to iowa earlier this month and You know, if you're a national football fan and and you're wondering, you know, how did Iowa go all the way to the state of Florida to get a four-star quarterback, considering that the offense hasn't been as attractive as maybe you would
1: think it would be for a four-star quarterback? How did this happen, Sean? Once again, I mean, stability. And with Rizar, he visited Iowa in the summer. Iowa's been on him for a while. Iowa really didn't have many quarterback targets in this class. The only other quarterback they offered in the 2024 class officially was Dante Reno, who ended up going to South Carolina. So there was a, there was a little bit where Iowa was kind of like, you know, who are we going to target a the quarterback? They obviously had a couple names, but they felt good about Marco Linez, who is a near four-star in the 2023 class. So they were kind of like, okay, we can take our time a little bit, but we have guys that, you know, we're targeting and we can see, you know, make fit. And with Rizar, I think they, they had that connection in Florida, right? Or redshirt freshman offensive lineman, Michael Mislinski attended the same high school as Rizar and, they know the coaching staff down there really well, and they evaluated Rizar, liked him, got him up on campus for a visit this summer, and and you know a few months later they were able to get a commit on a game day visit, and it was a really big commitment for Iowa, especially with the way that the offense looked against Iowa State. The last thing you would have expected was a four star who was listed at six foot four, two hundred pounds, sub eleven hundred meter dash times and has a pretty good arm I would say I think mechanics are still something he can hone in on but there were schools like Clemson uh, Mississippi State was reaching out to him Uh, Wisconsin was in there Florida State was in there too they were showing interest there were a number of high-level programs that were potentially going to offer Rizar but he decided to end his recruitment early and you know just lock it in. And that was one of the surprising things too, especially with the way that Iowa looked. I mean, he had a hunch that he was going into the visit that he was going to commit, but really that it came to fruition and the timing that it did was was really a surprise. I mean, I think with him, when I talked to him afterwards, he mentioned, I asked him, I was, what makes you believe in this Iowa offense and what makes you believe in the coaching staff, especially the offensive guys that they can really, or you feel like they're the right fit. And one of the things that he mentioned to me was, I mean, Brian Ferentz, it's not like he forgot how to coach. And that for anyone that isn't aware Brian Ferentz is Iowa's offensive coordinator, the son of Kirk Ferentz. He said that Brian, I mean, he has an NFL experience. He has, you know, experience and has had success in the past. Rezar said he watched a lot of Nate Stanley, former Iowa quarterback who had a really successful career in Iowa City. And, you know, he really felt that Iowa was a great system for him. And he thinks that he can be a potential game changer in this system with the way that he can move and the way that he can make these throws and really extend plays. And I think that's kind of the trend that Iowa's going with in the last couple of cycles, especially with their quarterbacks going away from more of that traditional pocket passer. I mean, you got to have the first thing you evaluate is that the guy can throw the football but they're more so going for these guys that can throw the football, but can also you know, move a little bit better than maybe some of the guys they've recruited in the past. And Rezar fits that bill, especially.
0: Yeah, and, and fans might be wondering, they're talking about a 2024 quarterback, but remember – Quarterback recruiting moves at a different pace. It's accelerated. Uh, these programs need to lock in their guys once they've already locked in their 2023. They need to move on to 24 and bring in uh, maybe a different stylistic quarterback or to to add a supplementary piece in the future. So I uh, obviously Iowa gets a good piece there to continue building the 24 class. We're going to continue our conversation on the Iowa Hawkeyes with Sean Bach. You're listening to the 24/7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. We are back on the 24/7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Sean Bach. He's a recruiting reporter over at Hawkeye Insider, the Iowa site on the 24/7 Sports Network. We are discussing the commitment of James Rizard, the 2024 four-star quarterback from the state of Florida that made some headlines, made some shockwaves, maybe raised some eyebrows. Sean, uh, when you think about national recruiting, and you know, I think if we're looking at this objectively as a college football viewer, you. watch Iowa and you watch that offense and you think what am I doing right there there's there's a level there of of insanity because of the their inability to move the football it's it's not as attractive as maybe you would like it to be Uh, there's I think a a sense of oh that defensive effort is being wasted or there's a lot of talent on that sideline that maybe is not being utilized Uh, I know that was a concern for say a player like Kyler Casper the legacy from Iowa Iowa, who is his father Kevin played there before <clears> his career in the NFL a four-star prospect who ended up choosing Oregon and rolled early is already playing for the Ducks I, I think that was a concern for him right like how am I going to fit in an offense that maybe doesn't air the ball out as much as they should but but James Rossar didn't see it that way now my, my question to you is do you feel like recruiting is affected by the style of play or is the style of play being affected by Iowa was ceiling in recruiting because if we're being realistic, I'm not sure I was ever going to be competing for a top five recruiting class, right? Maybe maybe a top 10, top 15 could be their ceiling, but are they stylistically that way because there's a cap on the number of talented player playmakers they can they can attain?
1: I'll say this, I think with Iowa in the last 2 years especially, I think the struggles have started with the offensive line or offensive struggles have started with the offensive line and also the ability the inability to establish the run. Those are two really key important parts with this Iowa offense and how things are put together. I think with these types of quarterbacks, like the J.M. Rizars of the world, the Joey Labas, who already is in the program, Carson May, and then Marco Linas, who Marco's in 2023, Carson's a freshman this year. I think there's more upside for that offense with how they can move and how they can extend those plays and maybe go away from the style that Iowa has now. I think you're look when you look at the receivers. I also think injuries have been a big part of it too. I mean, this year they didn't have two of their starting receivers for the first couple of years, and I mean, you saw this this offseason too. Iowa would have had more depth at the receiver position, but Charlie Jones, who is now tearing it up at Purdue, and then Tyrone Tracy both left for West Lafayette to join the Boilermakers. So I think when you're looking at Iowa's offense, I think you know there's been talent in the room. There's been talent on the offensive side of the football, but. I think it's come down to execution, and I think style has something to do with it, I think. But I also think there's execution that needs to come with it. I think offensive line play is so critical for what Iowa wants to do. If they're not able to establish the run and get those chains moving and get that run game going early to open things up for the pass game, then they're not going to have the success that they want. And I know that's hard for Iowa to recruit sometimes with receivers. I think Colton Copeland has done a pretty good job at that spot at the wide receiver position. But I, I do think production has been a big part of why maybe, you know, they didn't hit on the Kyler Caspers and a guy that, you know, people yeah. would have said have been a lock had Iowa's offensive output been more, more explosive. I, I do think that's a definite concern. But I think if you're Iowa, yes, I think there is upside for the quarterback position and the wide receivers in due time. But I also think this program is going to always be revolved around running the football, sure. the offensive line, and the center of the field, which is for the tight ends. And, yeah. you know, I that, think maybe they can go away from that a little bit in due time, but. And have guys that can complement that, but I think that's going to always be their strength. Yeah, I think that's obviously the the conundrum, right? Is is
0: if you're Iowa and you need playmakers on the outside, you need big time receivers that can stretch the field and open up the defense with a quarterback that can actually make plays downfield. Well you know, if you're run first, if you're trying to be physical up front, if you're trying to move the chains, you know, how do you attract that that talent to help you open things up? It, it's, it's, it's a difficult balance, right? If you are stylistically a run first, heavy set offense, where you're using maybe two, three tight ends at a time, you're trying to be effective and control possession. And at the same time, it's like, okay, well, we need weapons on the outside, but how do you get those without showcasing it? So that's the difficult balance that I think now you have have to really attack in recruiting and it's interesting because in the 2023 class which is the current cycle you have a five-star offensive lineman king proctor a local product who who chose the the hawkeyes like we mentioned over some really elite and big time programs so he can potentially help you up front next year and then you have the four-star running back kendrick raphael from the state of florida who who's also going to help you potentially in that way right and then once you're able to open things up with the run game and free up some guys on the outside then maybe that's where you showcase the the outside game. So a, a lot of different layers there, Sean. Uh, what's left for Iowa here in this 2023 recruiting cycle? 17 commitments already, a top 30 class. Uh, obviously, in years past we look at seventy commitments and we're like oh maybe there's you know seven eight more spots but now there's the transfer portal as well that that is affecting the numbers and the roster sizes
1: yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this with this 2023 class the only known 2023 guy that's coming up for an official visit here in the next month or so is uh, Tampa Jesuit wide receiver Jerry Bowie, who has who's only two you know real offers at this point are Iowa and Boston College the two teams that really seem to be pushing I believe he had Iowa State and Duke at one point but those schools aren't as involved anymore so it's just been Iowa and Boston College and Iowa feels good about where it's at right now um, Boston College recently came in with an offer but the Hawkeyes seem to feel feel solid about that one he's coming up on October 1st for the Iowa Michigan game and is going to spend the weekend there uh, in Iowa City Iowa's a really good relationship with that Tampa Jesuit staff that's where former Iowa defensive back Dane Belton who's now with the New York Giants played his high school football so he's kind of the focus right now. now in 2023 they're keeping eyes on a couple other guys they offered bryson ball out of tennessee a few months back but are kind of you know taking their time with that one a little bit they're done at the running back position they could take another defensive lineman they're also really i can't believe i forgot this one earlier the top target that they're kind of looking at right now in the 2023 class is waverly shell rock three star D- or linebacker Asa Newsom, Asa Newsom, who is from an hour and a half away from Iowa City, around there, around the Waterloo area, Iowa, Minnesota, and Stanford. Those are the top three at this point. You know, there's been some buzz for the Big Ten West programs, but Iowa and Minnesota are really involved. Stanford, obviously, that academic factor is important, but I think the Big Ten West schools are the ones that are probably going to be the victors in that recruitment. But it's really neck and neck. And Newsom's one of those different Iowa kids that where you know obviously he sees the tradition that Iowa has he sees what the success they've had linebackers Iowa believes that he can make an impact early but he seems to be more open than some of these other kids when it comes to going outside the state and maybe joining a program like Minnesota who is really on the opposite of the spectrum when it comes to kind of hype and you know how those programs are ran and kind of you know the the whole structure of everything so it's a really fascinating recruitment with him and you know like I said he's not one of those typical Iowa kids that you know once he gets that Iowa offer he's like, okay, like it's either gonna be Iowa, Iowa State, or you know, maybe Nebraska where his brother goes now, but they're out of the picture. But it's it's gonna be fascinating. I mean, Iowa really wants him. You know, we'll see what happens because he he would be probably this would be one of the better linebacker linebacker groups that Iowa could put together if if Newsom's able to commit. I mean, with Ben Keeter, obviously, no one knows what he could do long term with him playing to football and wrestle at Iowa, which I mean are two of the most difficult sports I would say to play at the University of Iowa. I mean, I think others would say different, but you know, physically demanding for sure. So having him Newsom and potentially Aiden Hall, who could either be a linebacker or safety. Those are three in-state guys that you feel really good about that linebacker position. Um, so getting Newsome would be a tremendous, tremendous get in this class. And we'll also see what Iowa does in the defensive backs compartment. They they always seem to find one or two defensive backs that are committed to a MAC school or an FCS commit and end up flipping them. So I wouldn't rule that out either. Um, wide receiver, like I mentioned, and potentially another defensive lineman too. I think that's where things are at right now.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think Iowa right now would be considered a a sleeper program in recruiting, right? A top 30 class off to a really good start in 24 with the aforementioned, uh, you know, uh, James Rosario also a four-star offensive lineman and Cody Fox already committed as well in 24. Uh, and it sets up nicely. I think for Iowa schedule wise, I'm checking, looking at right now they start off big 10 play this weekend at Rutgers, they have a home game against Michigan. they play at Illinois, at Ohio State, uh, Northwestern at home. They play Purdue, Wisconsin's a home game, Minnesota, and then Nebraska. And, and so you, you look at that schedule, I think it sets up nice for Iowa to continue to build on on a really good start to the 24 class and then continuing to add maybe a piece or two in the remaining 23 class. Sean, uh, appreciate you joining us and thank you so much for for all the coverage. Yep. Thank you, boy, for having me. I appreciate it. All right, you can follow all of Sean Bach's coverage over at Hawkeye Insider, the Iowa site on the 24-7 Sports Network. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel for all the content that you crave as a college football aficionado. For Sean Bach and our producer, Lance Flynn, I am Larry Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.